0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey, folks, welcome back to another week of Reckoning and Racing. I am your host, The Gas Man, with my co host, who is the best in the world. <laughs> oh, how nice of you, Lugs. What's up, man? Hey. Uh, so, if you know, let's just start off the ball. I mean, it was a fantastic week. We got a lot to talk about. It was a great racing at Kentucky, or was it? We'll get into that. Uh, some cool news coming up. Just remind everybody we'll be in Bristol for the uh, night race. So, yeah, definitely. Less, less than a month now. Yeah. So, if you're, uh, yeah, it's, well, it's a month from today, right? We'll be there before that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the race is a month from today. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, if you're gonna be in Bristol, let us know and we'll do we're gonna be busy, but we'll do everything we can to meet up with you, maybe throw you some freebies or something like that. Uh, but we should new- definitely
1: try to make it to the the tweet up we, yeah. sh- we haven't made yeah. one of those yet so. true,
0: and we have some well, we're not gonna announce it yet because things always fall apart, but we were giving some really awesome news today. You know, maybe in the big grand scheme of things, it's not that huge a news, but for me, it was pretty big news for
1: us. Yeah, for us. This, yeah, for this us. Little podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it, it all stems from our uh, trip to Charlotte. I feel like that is the stepping stone that got us to where we are. Yeah, yeah.
1: So got some good momentum, and thanks to the fans.
0: Absolutely, nothing without the fans. So talking about that, fans. This is all about you. This is your show. You make this thing happen please do us a favor. We really, really, really need you. So hit that subscribe button, tell your friends, share us, talk about us, get us out there so everybody else can have their their fill of cool. us. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I will say their ear pleasure. Whatever whatever floats your boat ear-wise, we, we can do it for them. Mm-hmm. So just, uh, yeah, definitely tell people about us. Um, we're a bunch of goofy hillbillies from indiana that like to talk nascar and have a great time one of these days maybe we'll have a youtube channel who knows <laughs> we we talked about <laughs> we, it, we stopped we, talking about yeah, it yeah you know, we'll we, see you never know. maybe it'll come to
1: fruition one day we'll see
0: maybe so let's talk about this week uh we get into uh what well, was we'll, hell let's open our beer first i'm drinking the bush light what you got i got i'm, I'm
1: sticking with the monster energy man
0: abstaining I need, again I need,
1: no i just need a little pick me
0: up so after work today, I need a couple of beers. But, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, here, you can have the one you
0: brought me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's going to be a great episode this week, folks. Uh, we got to talk about some great Kentucky racing, and we're going to have a guest join us a little later, X- Xfinity driver, Gray Galling. Yes, sir. The number of number 08 car, SS Green Lighting Racing.
1: Yeah. So we'll jump in. We'll start with Cup.
0: Yeah, so everybody—I'm sure everybody has seen. Well, I think everybody has seen the finish by now. If not, spoiler alert. If not, you're living under a rock. Yeah, so Kurt Busch wins, battling with his brother. Do we talk about that, or do we go like earlier in the race and kind of work our way up to that point? Well,
1: I mean that's the elephant in the room. Let's talk about that.
0: Okay, so brothers battling. Now, the question is, why were they even battling? Because, hell, last time I looked, right? Joey Logano was leading by three seconds.
1: Yeah, six to go. Oh,
0: wait, yeah. Bubba good spins. Old,
1: yeah, yeah, good old yellow flag comes out, which, I mean.
0: I, It was obviously an legitimate reason. If you're a Logano
1: yeah. fan, you didn't want to see that. Uh, no. If you're Kyle Busch fan, or anybody else for that matter, you did want to see that. Yeah, so, so
0: here I was thinking, like, wow, Kyle's actually not going to get this race. It's going to be Joey Logano. And then caution. And then the caution comes out. And now I'm like, damn it. Kyle's it's going be, be to be Kyle's race now. <laughs> and my dad's texting me, how about Kyle? How about Kyle? You know, whatever. <laughs> it, I mean, it literally changed the whole complexion of the race. Because you probably could see the messages that me and one of our fans that does fantasy were messaging back and forth. Because we were like we're very close for, in second oh, yeah, points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joseph Adams. And we keep messing. I keep getting him shit like, hey, did you see that? Hey, did you see that? Because I want to beat him in, in points and stuff. Uh, and then he obviously had to point out to me he did actually miss one race this season <laughs> and still is battling me for second points and very close to the lead. So anyway, we were kind of throwing shit back and forth at each other. And, uh, yeah, it kind of bit me there at the end because one of his drivers he actually picked – End up win the damn race. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, kudos for Kurt, man. That was an awesome finish. Oh yeah. Uh, I also want to give a hat tip to Junior, man, because when that caution came out and they were summarizing everything, Junior pointed to Kurt and said, "That's who has the advantage here. All he needs to do is find the third line, third lane up there." Make it work. Get a push from his teammate Larson behind him and make it work. And he did it, man. So, hat yeah. tip to Junior for calling it before it happened.
0: So, let's talk about Junior real quick because I forgot to talk about this last week. To me, you go from the geriatric unit of Fox Broadcasting <laughs> to NBC. And, I man, if you hate Junior as a driver... You have to love him as a as an announcer. He brings, he brings so great, much energy. Yeah, he brings a great energy too. He absolutely. he's like one of us. Uh-huh. He's like one of us a fan watching the race. Oh my god, you see that? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: Exactly. And so, that's what exactly what Fox needs. With whoever replaces Waltrip, they need to find the Dale Jr. equivalent.
0: Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer, I'm sure he's got all kinds of stories. Right. You know, that's maybe them, the like, rumor. Like we do drink beer announce the
1: race maybe that's maybe you know that's the that's the rumor we're hearing is potentially could could it be so yeah. but but yeah no definitely hat tip to junior for the quality he's bringing to that broadcast
0: just the fun yeah the fun yeah i mean i, I enjoy it just hearing a, you know what we get excited i like to hear someone else gets get excited that's that's nice and i was watching that i was at my mother-in-law's house i was watching that race my wife and mother-in-law and both of them are, like glued to the TV for that finish like I was. They're like, "Oh my god, you see that? Oh wow." You know, they were like they don't usually watch racing. Mm-hmm. So seeing them kind of get into it the way they were is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. and let's
1: just talk go back to the finish again some more though. But who did you really did you th- I mean, Kyle sailed it in there. Yeah. On a couple occasions, but Kurt was able just to just keep that fender just on enough. his right just rear. Enough, yeah that he was able to power out of that yeah. corner and, and catch him. But I'll, I'll be honest, I thought I thought it was Kyle had it. I
0: oh, thought, so did I. Yeah, so I thought for sure. So here's what I thought. I thought for sure Kyle was going to slide right in front of Kurt, but Kurt was going to do everything he could to wreck Kyle to get that win because he's even mentioned it several weeks ago that he would wreck his brother for that win. Yeah. So that's why my picture, I was picturing Kyle getting turned into the wall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Kurt getting the victory.
1: Yeah. So awesome finish! They did make some contact a couple times. That was yep. exciting. Glad that, like, neither one of them cut a tire or anything. Yeah, either.
0: I mean, I seen that smoke coming off that forty-one. I was like, oh crap, forty-one. Not oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thanks for calling me out there. Yeah, the, the number one car. I'm sorry, <laughs> Curtain's car. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, seeing that smoke coming off, I was like, "Oh man, here it goes!" You yeah, know, just yeah, waiting no. for that tire blowout. I think out everybody was. I think yeah. everybody
1: felt a little, a little bit for Kurt because, like, how many times has he finished second this year or had good runs, and then
0: just a week before Daytona, where exactly. he had it, but was a lightning strike; exactly. he didn't have it anymore.
1: So, uh, obviously, cool win for Kurt and that team. Matt McCall's first win, yeah, as a crew chief. Got to see the crew members ride on the car to victory lane. That was cool. Something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen in a twenty time, plus years yeah. maybe. I yeah. Can you think of somebody no. current era that did no, that? I no, can't. I can't either. Uh, last time is when Rick Hendrick wrote on the door of Johnson after he won <laughs> the championship at Homestead a couple years ago. But other than that, no. Not a whole team. You know, that's that's eighties style there. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, what does this mean for Kurt's future in Cup, yeah, I in mean, Cup it, and Kennassy?
0: Yeah, it's so on. Well, we don't know because we don't know if Ganassi is going to be around next year. Right. There's rumors of that.
1: We're hearing that. I hope that's not the case, but you know, yeah, we've heard on a couple occasions. Um, you know, we've heard aside from that, taking that element out of it, whether Ganassi is here or not, we've heard kind of Kurt rumors that Kurt might be in those final stages of his career. Yeah. Does he have a career year here and go out, walk off like? You know, Edwards. Well, I don't did. know if he would
0: have a career year because he has won a championship. So maybe one of the better years of his career, uh, especially I think, at recent memory.
1: I think if he if he locks in to the round of eight, round of four, he's contending for a championship. And obviously, if he wins a championship, I think that would easily overshadow sure. his 2003 yeah uh, win just because it's so harder to win them now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, kind of curious what your thoughts are on whether he, you know, continues I mean, in Cup beyond this. But I, know I would there's like a lot to of factors see him there. have
0: another year or two. But I don't know, you know, what's his standing with Monster after this year. I don't know what his standing is with, you know, with what, what the situation with Ganassi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's what I would like to see: is him back in that number one car next year. I think two more years, then he can retire. I think I think that's a good, you know. So this year, two more years, last three years okay. at Ganassi.
1: How many more wins do uh, you foresee him collecting this
0: year? This year, no more, none. No more wins? No, I see him having a couple top fives. I don't see him contending for an actual win. Really? Why? Just because yeah. more on the Ganassi side of things than it is Kurt's side of things. So we've seen them show some good signs at times, but they've never been dominant. And I just don't know if we'll see Ganassi being dominant at all this season to be able to just. Blatantly, just take a win.
1: I feel like you can apply that to any shaggy. Larson. Chevy. Well, no, you, know, you absolutely but, can't apply that to Larson. But I yeah. think I think Kurt will get at least another win.
0: Okay, we'll see. And I know
1: we disagreed on the the Bowman.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Situation. I don't there. know what you're talking about. Yeah, you, you said Bowman wasn't going to win a race after he had three consecutive second places. He proved me and, wrong.
0: Congratulations <laughs> to him. He earned it. <laughs> if Kurt does win again, great. I hope I am wrong. I hope I am wrong. It's okay with me being wrong. I'm okay being wrong. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, also, three consecutive wins for Chevrolet.
1: Is this a lucky streak, or are we on to something? I didn't here?
0: even hear that. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Wow.
1: So are, we, okay. are they on to something, or is this just a well, luck Well, I don't of- think
0: so, because what Chevrolet was dominant in that race? So Kurt won it, but look at like he was a contender the whole race contender but not really but who was who was dominant in that race look and Kyle yeah and not only Kyle but you also had Boyer. Eric Jones up there well you had Boyer up there uh you had Hamlin who I mean the whole JGR team other than Truex all finished in the top five yeah so Toyota showed some really good strength and then Ford did as well what Chevy's other than Kirk attended
1: well, Byron was up there for a little while. We'll it's get well, into that here yeah, in a little yeah, bit. Uh, for a little but, bit, but you know, I mean, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I I don't I don't think it was like Chevy's coming back, like dominant. I just think that they just happened to be in position that went their their way. Because they they weren't dominant that yeah. race. They they weren't. You know, who's got the most cars in contention in the field? Chevy. Chevrolet. So they should be taking 60% of the top 10 and they don't. Yeah.
1: I mean, I agree to a, to a point, but not all of those teams are
0: equal. I agree. But either are the four teams. You have a couple of strong suits, Pensky and mm-hmm. and but even Penske. I mean, what's Blaney done? Mm-hmm. Not much. Yeah. I mean, not
1: much. He's hot and cold. That's this season, that's for sure. I mean, he he runs well. But he just doesn't. But he's not really ever contending. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So going away from Blaney underperforming and Chevrolet's are performing. So William Byron was up there, you know, for a little bit and he got flagged for jumping the restart. Yeah. That was such a mixed bag on that because yeah. he's getting pushed. I mean, not just pushed. He's getting shoved. I mean, obviously it looks like he took off and to slowed down and tried to correct it, but yeah, me, he's and getting shoved. And... I don't know what
1: what the protocol is there. I mean, he tried to... It's Back not like down. he went, right? right? I mean...
0: And Kyle actually defended him on the radio saying it wasn't his fault. They were
1: laying into him. Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't... That's a tough one, man. And that pretty much ruined his night. So... I don't know that I agree with that one. I understand it's a tough call, but yeah. I, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't, I don't. If you got someone who clearly is bumping into you like that, I mean, clearly Byron did go, but it, also they were saying by, that Boyer was playing games. Yeah, that he was, he was, he had already fake started and then was stacking up the field. So I don't know. I hate that crap, man. I got put up with that on iRacing. Yeah, it sucks. It, it
0: does. Yeah. So I, I feel bad for William. I mean it was just kinda of a crappy situation, but at least good job being up there to be in that position for yeah, that to happen, man. I guess. Absolutely.
1: He's had a good couple of weeks, so hopefully yeah. he can bounce back from that in New Hampshire.
0: Another uh, downside on this race, which would is to be expected coming every week now, is Denny Hamlin's issue in the pits. Fifth
1: <laughs> uncontrolled tire this season, penalty wise. That's crazy, man. Why is that so hard for them to grasp? <laughs> So, I mean, no pun intended.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so, looking at the video, I mean, I guess it was uncontrolled, but it wasn't much. I mean, I think they're like... It's kind of been that way every time, though. It, it's it just is. just been and right out of the guy's just, arm's reach. Yeah, I don't... Okay. I, I don't know. I think it's Again, it goes back to
1: that malintent. Is this... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it actually has come up a couple times, like... It, it really hit Twitter hard this week with people saying they really need to review this uncontrolled tire thing. This is becoming ridiculous, it's becoming stupid. Blah blah blah. It is. I understand why it was created, but I think it's just it's a stupid rule that needs to go away.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. I mean, uh, we talked about the Byron and Clint restart debacle.
0: Soligano on that last restart went from first. 7th. 7th. He finished 7th. Yeah. These yeah. restarts of this package, mm-hmm. this, that's the direction I'm going is the restarts. The restarts with this package, like, so let's talk about that overall Kentucky race, okay? At first, I was kind of like, eh, it's kind of a crappy race until the very end. And I think you may have felt the same way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of blah. Yeah, you can't, the finish can't
1: save the whole race. It, it,
0: it cannot. It cannot.
1: So, but it did make up for some of it. Yeah, so,
0: okay, so this this that's the direction I'm going right now. So I'm going to ask you right now, because I don't have it written down. I'm sure you do. Jeff Gluck's Twitter poll. I sure do. Okay, so what was the
1: numbers? 81% said it was a good race.
0: So had it finished the way it was scheduled to finish, what would it have been?
1: Less than 50%, probably.
0: Okay. So I had a couple people message us. And that's
1: what the last three races had been also, under yes. 50%.
0: Couple people met, messaged us and basically said they thought this was the best race of the season. The I, I'm like, finish, I don't. Maybe. I was like, maybe. That's, that's exactly what I thought. But one, of the guys poses poses a statement, not so much a question, the statement as it had everything. If you're into wrecks, hey, you had that at the beginning. If you're into long green front green flag runs, hey, guess what? You had that. If you're into crazy restarts, hey, you got that. If you're into like crazy finishes, hey, you got that too. You know, I sat back, I was thinking about what he said, and I'm like, you know what? It really did have. I, what really took me down in this race is I hate long green flag mm-hmm. runs. I mm-hmm. do. It drives me nuts when someone's got a you know many many second lead, you mm-hmm. know half the fields left, whatever. But he's right. This this race really did provide everything. So at first, I was using my general. Biased feeling of I hate green flag runs to say the race sucked when you really break it down by you know kernels and pieces it really was actually a good race yeah and I don't know if you thought about it that way I hadn't until he said that and it made me really kind of ponder I do and think, think it's it. the
1: best race that Kentucky's produced yeah, absolutely and I do think it was a good race yes
0: so what at any point did you feel that man this race kind of sucks
1: um. Just on those longer green Greenflex stints, just kind of yeah. like what you already hit on. Yeah. you know. And
0: now this package, so yeah, it makes some great, crazy restarts. I love the restarts. I absolutely love the restarts with this package. But what it also makes is that you really can't get that run and pass unless mm-hmm. you're getting pushed or you just you happen to, have, to work the draft yeah, you just You had to right. have help
1: or a big run or something. Yeah, absolutely. How many times do we see... Kurt trying to get around Clint Boyer. I mean, he tried for a while, and basically until Green Flag pit stops rolled around, and that's how he was able to cycle back out ahead of him. But, yeah, I mean, it was definitely tough to pass, complete the passes. Um, One other thing that I wanted to bring up was how about that block from Kozlowski? Oh
0: gosh, that's hilarious. Dude's down a cylinder. It. I loved it.
1: That was that was pretty crazy. I and loved
0: then, it because the the dynamic between him and Kyle Bush has been like that for years.
1: I wish for I wish years. it was there was more of it though.
0: I, I I agree. I absolutely agree. So for fans who don't know, basically Kyle was going to put Kozlowski a lap down and Kozlowski just kept shutting the door on him and and you see Bush's hand come out the window flip him off
1: yeah so kazowski was down a cylinder he had the power yeah. to get through the corner at speed but he just didn't have a top end on the speedway. so
0: the you know right.
1: kyle caught him coming out of a corner and um Kozlowski just moved up the track took the racing line from him and you kyle would check up a lot man yeah. i mean it wasn't like one of those things where he could i think he lost the front of the car you know from the air and he had to get out of it but. Man, I, I, I haven't listened to Radioactive this week, but I can only imagine that there's got to be something on there
0: Oh, I'm that. sure. I, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure there is. I'm sure there is. So I did see um, Kyle was on some show today. Uh, I don't know what they call it, Motor yeah, Mouths Na- or something. Yeah,
1: on NASCAR. It's a segment they have on NASCAR America yeah. on NBC. So
0: someone, some fan wrote in and said, ask Kyle if it's worse getting beat by his brother or Brad Kozlowski. Hmm. And he said that by Brad. He can handle his brother beating him which you wouldn't think that with this post-race interview. But, yeah. But he, he cannot, because at least it's in the family then. He has no interest in Brad Kozlowski and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the race, when they interview Kyle about Kurt's win, he did not seem happy for it no, at all. No, man,
1: and that's, that's why people just can't, they want to maybe like him a little bit or at least recognize him for his talent, but then he acts like that, and it's just...
0: I I appreciate Kyle Busch's headstrong attitude, wanting to win every race. Absolutely. I kind of appreciate it, but realize you can't. It's your you brother, can. man, yeah, exactly. and it's kind of like you're not going to win every single one of them. <laughs> exactly, you're not. Exactly. So let's just kind of suck it up, Buttercup, a little bit, and show and, the... and not only that, but
1: how many times have you overshadowed your brother? Oh yeah, a- absolutely, and I mean, not only in wins or, or fin- him finishing second to you, but. I mean, a lot of other career stats. He's got basically double the amount of wins. I mean, it's just crazy. Be happy for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So any other Cup stuff to talk about from the race? You uh, want to move on? To- I want
1: to talk about just two more things. So okay. hat tip to Chris Busher Oh, yeah, 10th. I
0: posted that, and JD JTG Daughtery liked our
1: post. Nice. Uh, Twitter. Larson came home 4th. Didn't really hear his name a lot. not but
0: not Basically not at all.
1: Came home fourth. Quiet night for him while his teammate got the win. And Jones ended up third. Yeah. Good run for him, man, because he needed it. He was outside. Pretty good for not being that cart next year. Yeah, outside top 16 points, and now he's inside the top 16 now. Because of the next thing I'm going to talk about, Jimmy Johnson's tough night. <laughs> yeah. Spin and 30th place finish for him. So he falls to 15th in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, we got seven races to go, so I just want to hit on that. Any changes, he'll be there.
0: okay. I think he'll stay in.
1: Newman is two points out, man. Yeah,
0: it's Suarez
1: it's, is four points out.
0: I can see Newman making it maybe, but not Suarez.
1: Let's talk about uh, Suarez. I mean, he got the pull, he didn't really show a whole lot, but he came back for eighth. Okay. I mean, that's all. It's, honestly, I think that's all it would take through these next seven races, top so, tens. Yeah. Because all it's going to take is one bad falter from another yeah. falter from Johnson, yeah. Newman, Jones, somebody. And then Suarez is pointed his way. And in. we've
0: seen before Jones have a good run, and then very next week he crashes and finishes thirty eighth. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean he had he was trending consistently a little bit for the last couple of weeks in the right
0: direction, and then
1: Kentucky obviously uh, changed that. But yeah.
0: but I am sincerely happy for Busher. I think he's probably the most overperforming and, driver this season. Yeah, nobody's talking about nobody's him. talking about. Him. So congratulations, Chris. You know what? Maybe I should reach out and see if we can interview him. At Bristol.
1: Better question is, why haven't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's,
0: it's hard to figure this stuff out.
1: What about um, Xfinity? we move on to Xfinity? Yeah, let's
0: move on to Xfinity. It was kind of a snooze fest. Yeah. yeah. I was not very taken away from the Xfinity race. Only interesting thing, there's two interesting things. One is a card that fell inspection before the race started.
1: Yeah, Austin Cindric.
0: Yeah, and then Cole Custer busting his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like the t- two most exciting
1: things about the week. So, Cole Custer, his fifth winner of the season. Uh, Proceeds to victory lane, smashes a couple beers on the <laughs> yeah. roof, yeah. and then falls yeah, it's off. It's like those beers
0: hit him instantaneously because he fell backwards, stumbled. And yeah, <laughs> which,
1: you know, I've always thought for a long time. Uh, I'm surprised there's not more drivers that slip off of the door seal after all the yeah, drinks and beverages that are thrown everywhere. So, But congrats to Cole. Fifth uh, win. Fifth win fifth of the win? season.
0: I think he's got seven wins total, uh, five think, this season.
1: I think he's got also a spot waiting for him in SHR next yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. looking that
0: way. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah five wins, dude. So still got some races left, but uh, he's definitely going to be a contender in Homestead. Obviously, no doubt about that. Uh, moving on truck series interesting crash
0: fest for the second segment there very interesting uh you know congratulations to tyler ankrum for winning yes uh if you don't know tyler he's probably most noble for sliding sideways down daytona's pit lane a couple weeks ago yeah like five miles it seemed like (laughs) yeah
1: and didn't hit anything yeah uh yeah so that was awesome to see tyler get the win had some drama had uh Brandon Jones basically taken out while leading uh, some – drama with natalie decker yeah she got taken out none of her own doing yeah
0: with uh spencer not god dang it i about said spencer gallagher boyd spencer (laughs) yeah
1: boyd spencer then she confronts him
0: confronts him and throws his hat down and it's like don't please don't take offense to this but it's like the most chick thing ever to do (laughs) like took his hat slammed it on the ground i mean i'm watching that but the thing
1: is she did her little her little spin and then throws it down yeah with with her little hair flip
0: i'm looking at that thinking like okay I've seen this play out in front of me before with ex-girlfriends.
1: And then there was uh, <laughs> some sort of executive or official or somebody like, that's, that's enough. That's enough.
0: That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude,
1: whatever. <laughs> Let her have a little personality.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's funny. It just it literally did remind me of ex-girlfriends. Well, I mean, I hate it because, like,
1: most of the incidents she's been involved with this season, she has been at fault. And this one wasn't. He literally went way down below the racing groove, and just chopped her nose off and took them both out. So, yeah, that was uncalled for, really.
0: <laughs> it was a crazy race. Yeah. And, and when Tyler Ankrum won, the graphic they put up on the screen was Tyler Dippel. Was it? Yeah, they so they chose the wrong driver. This whole race, the whole <laughs> truck race was all screwy. All screwy, from between on the track, off the track, and then that. Yeah, I just
1: feel... God, for Brandon Jones, man, he had a really good run. Brett Moffat
0: had ran out of gas.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, so they uh, made it, 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 and then on, on top of that, and only that, so Brandon Jones got taken out of the Truck Series race. Next day, he's at Kentucky in the Cups, or I'm sorry, the Xfinity race for Joe Gibbs Racing in the 19 Menards car. Awesome piece up there, challenging for the lead with Christopher Bell and Custer, and blows an engine. Yep. And another sad result. So, man, Brandon Jones could not catch a break this weekend.
0: I really enjoyed the truck race. It was fun and entertaining. Uh, So, bears the question now. So, Ross has technically qualified for the chase now for the truck series. But if we, the next three races, if we have three new winners, there is a chance that Ross is not making it actually into the playoffs. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I don't see that happening. I
0: don't see it happening either, but there's just it just it's been an interesting shakeup, you know. For sure. It's not it's not a guaranteed thing for Ross now.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um what else uh, got anything else for Xfinity or truck?
0: No, uh, one, one last thing I have well, for Tyler's win when he was interviewed about it, you know, he's a young kid, so they made an exception because he's running a part-time schedule cuz of the sponsorship issues, so they, you know, allowed him to make it into the chase. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Also they didn't make an exception for him, but uh being interviewed he said he did forget to breathe. <laughs> he was so excited like for a potential win he actually forgot to like remind himself he needs to breathe.
1: After the race?
0: During like during <laughs> to take his checker flag. Oh, yeah, that'd be bad. And then someone, uh I don't remember who it was, uh, said something like comparing him to Ryan Newman. He's like, Oh man, I hope I don't get that belly. <laughs> so it's kind of a dig at Newman. Dang. Yeah. So anyway, now moving on. I don't have anything else on the truck series.
1: All right. Yeah. Moving on, so a uh, little bit of Xfinity news. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger slated to drive at Watkins Glen for College Racing. Hopefully, yeah, I've uh, seen that. Hopefully yep. uh, his car doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't fail inspection or something. Yeah. So A.J.'s a good road racer. I'm sure he'll have a decent run there. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Um I'm sure you've seen all the gloves up for auction yep. on the Dale Jr.'s charity yeah. auction. And
0: if you, uh, by chance, buy Chris Bell's gloves, please call us. Well, <laughs> yeah, we want we to, talk, us. to we you. talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Because last I last I looked, the gloves were at four thousand and twenty five dollars. I'm sure they're above that now. Uh, that's just the last time I looked. That's insane. That is insane. Because the next closest person was like Kyle Busch, eighteen hundred.
1: Yeah. At Ch- that, time. Chases wasn't even. I what? think Chase was like sixteen hundred. Yeah, I hadn't even gotten to two grand yet. Why is Christopher Bell's no? No disrespect to Christopher <laughs> Bell. Why is his f? Maybe grand?
0: he maybe he bid on himself. I don't know.
1: That could be. Could
0: yeah, be. I, I don't know. But I mean, c- good. It's for a good cause. It maybe maybe
1: maybe maybe it's Eric Jones and he thinks if he wears those <laughs> <The> gloves, <laughs> it'll
0: rub off on. Him. So talk about Eric Jones. There's uh and and Chris Bell. So there is rumors that you know we've heard we've talked about this for several weeks now that LFR the Levine Family Racing was going to bring in a second team and for Chris Bell or to put Eric Jones in and, and JGR kicks Jones to the curb and brings puts Bell in the twenty. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the rumor. So anyway, I had a little fun this week on Twitter. Someone asked Bob Levine. If he's thought about you know, like maybe expanding his Cup team or getting into like Xfinity or Trucks series, he said Trucks out of question. I would really like to expand to a second Cup team. Mm-hmm. So Smart ask me makes a post about hey I hear Chris Bell's looking for a ride or uh, I don't remember exactly. But basically I'm, I hear that Joe Gibbs is looking to loan out Chris Bell next year for a Cup ride. And Bob Levine liked my tweet. <laughs> So you heard it here, folks. That's confirmation <laughs> that Chris Bell is going to LFR next year. Yeah,
1: yeah, one, probably not. One simple you know, like on Twitter. That's yeah. confirmation. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, it could be though, man. It, just, we don't know. We yeah. don't know. I mean, it, we've seen weirder things happen. Um, let's see. What stranger things. What else? Oh yeah, did stranger you see three. that they are confirming that the new car, the new Gen Seven car in twenty twenty one is going to have an eighteen inch diameter rim instead of a f- the current 15
0: i i i seen you post something about them like actually i did hear something Goodyear uh, confirmed something, it so.
1: essentially hmm. i don't even think it was from nascar i think it was Goodyear. year but so they're
0: going with a more lower profile
1: tire yeah so like all these years of seeing these big old fat tires on these little bitty rims it's gonna change the look of the cars man it's gonna make it look more sporty
0: i think yeah more street style and what I mean by that, it's stock cars. Almost every stock car out there now is pretty much 18-inch rims. Right, right. So Yeah, or
1: even bigger. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be weird to see after, you know. Yeah. F- I, I mean, how long have they ran a 15-inch diameter? I don't even know.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, Greg Golding is going to be joining us in just a few minutes. Uh, one last bit of news before we get to Gray, or do you have multiple items? I was thinking, like, the Stuart Haas F1 thing.
1: Yeah, it's going to take some time.
0: Okay, so you want pickup news after we talk to Gray? Yeah. Okay, so folks, here is Gray Galden. Sounds good. Hey, listeners, uh, thanks for dialing back in. We have Gray Galden joining us, Xfinity driver to zero eight car. Hey, Gray.
2: How's it going, guys? Thank F- y'all for uh, having me on. I really appreciate
0: it. Oh man, no, we we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thank definitely. you. Thank you very much. Uh, so one thing yeah, about sir, our sh- no yeah, one thing about our show is that we tend to. I don't want to say specialized, but we really take pride in talking to the smaller teams because they kind of get overlooked a lot by the big guys. Right, right. Yeah, and I I just want to say that right now, I mean, you're sitting, what, 13th in points? You're, like, really excelling for being one of the smaller teams out there.
2: Yeah, definitely. No, I um, I think what we've been able to put together and do, you know, over the past few weeks and, you know, a couple months is, you know, we started out the year, and people, I think, just kind of underestimated us because they knew, you know, I was driving. I feel like people knew, I, you know, I had talent, but I, I was just never really had a lot of opportunities in winning equipment. So when I came to, you know, SS Greenlight Racing and Bobby Dotter, you know, offered to hire me, and um, it was it was just really good for both parties. I mean, Bobby and his team last year kind of had a rough year. They thought they could do and, um, and show more results in which, you know, they didn't really have the results to kind of show for it with the, with the people and the cars, you know, the cars are, you know, they're not the newest, latest and greatest, but I I think with the right person behind the wheel, uh, with the right people, it it, it will run fast. And I think this is kind of a testament to what I've been able to do and the team has been able to do as a whole is, is, you know, kind of working together and, and um, each and every week, man, we're just knocking on the door you know, two top tens, a top five, and and, uh, I think like nine top 15. Uh, So I think the results from last year to this year uh, for what we've been able to put together has been an absolute 360. So, um, yeah, it's just been a good year. I mean, we've um, it's just been good for, for, like I said, both parties. You know, I I needed a reset, and it's been a while since I've shown up to the track and, and had something to compete with. You know, the last two years I've just been grinding my way in the Cup Series, just trying to hang in the sport, and, and when this deal came along, um, it's just really – it's been an amazing, amazing opportunity. I've loved uh, every second of it.
0: Yeah, you definitely are making the most of it. And, you know, I kind of step it back here real quick, for the listeners that are listening at the moment and uh, maybe aren't very aware of Gray, some history is that the guy is a winner. I mean, if you look in the, the, you know, the K&N series and stuff like that, you're like, what, the youngest winner in how many different series?
2: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I feel like every stat that I have, you know, uh when it comes to wins or top fives, lead laps, uh everything has youngest in front of it, which is uh which is a, I mean, it's it's really cool to you know to, to be able to set records and and be able to do those kind of things in, you know, sport that I grew up watching and and dreaming up dreaming about being in, you know, net, you know, let alone be able to lead laps and and do that kind of stuff is uh it's just it's just been a A whirlwind of of ups and downs but you really look at my career I I feel like every time I've been in the right opportunity uh, I've been able to perform so um, I just I just never give up man I just had that attitude and um, yeah you know just to have some just to say I have records you know in NASCAR I'm just very fortunate and thankful to uh, have them to my resume
1: absolutely great Um, how'd you get started in, in NASCAR
2: well, you know, it's a uh, kind of crazy story. I'll just kind of start from uh, the very beginning. I started racing motorcycles and, and wanted to be, you know, a, a, a MotoGP world champion, uh, just like my, my idol, Nikki Hayden. And uh, when that when that kind of switched up, uh, that switched up when I was nine years old, I uh, kind of had a, a couple bad wrecks here and there, and, you know, it, it didn't scare me or anything. I, my passion was motorcycle racing, but, you know, I loved NASCAR, I loved watching it, but I just... I was just so set on being a motorcycle racer. Well, my parents surprised me and bought me two Bandolero cars, and and we showed up to Charlotte Motor Speedway, not really knowing anything. And I showed up with you know thirty cars or whatever it was, and and I won the race against you know kids that have been racing four wheel cars their whole life. Wow. And uh, that just that kind of just set the tone, and you know it just kept moving up the ranks. Harvick signed me when I was twelve, so a developmental deal, mm-hmm. you know, paid for all my racing and uh it just it just kept getting you know i just kept moving up quicker and quicker and quicker and then by the time i was 18 you know i was running running the cup series so it's just uh everything's been pretty fast-paced if you kind of look at my career you know i haven't really stayed in many series very long until you know i got to the cup series and and now finity series
0: yeah and and talking about that you said kevin harvick signed you at the age of 12 didn't you like beat him in a race or something
2: yeah, it's a uh, pretty cool story. I mean, I, I showed up, you know, we, we had known Harvick just through racing. Uh, my dad worked for a previous driver just to help, you know, just helping him out uh, when he could. Not money-wise, just trying to go out and find sponsors. And, and we got to know Kevin Harvick, and, uh, I, you know, I guess Kevin really kind of just took a liking to me as a, as a young kid. You know, I was 11 years old, and he was like, you know, hey, why don't, why don't you guys, you know, get a go-kart and uh, start racing out here? Uh, because sometimes harvick would run the cup race on sunday and he'd fly home on his jet and we race. all of us would get together and race go-karts at his house well harvick uh i didn't have a go-kart so harvick said hey just have my go-kart so he gave me his go-kart we just changed the seat and you know made a couple minor adjustments and we all went out there and raced and and i beat him i beat him twice at his own racetrack and i you know i guess that just kind of said hey this I know it's a go kart. You know, um, I think he thought, "Hey, well, this is a go kart, and if he can beat me, you know, I'd like to see what he could do against, you know, bigger and better race car drivers in a stock car." And uh, he put me in a super late model, and I was 12 years old. I couldn't even climb in the window without getting a hand. And uh, I mean, most kids, if you look at the, you know, kind of the normal career path, you know, kids are just getting out of Bandoleros, getting in a legend. I mean, getting in a legend cars i went from a bandolero to a late model and super late model all within about a you know year and a half two years from 10 to 12 and uh, i was racing against the best short track you know drivers in the world won a race and i uh, had you know top 10 top five uh, rookie of the year and i just kind of think that uh that really catapulted my career to another level
0: yeah I absolutely. mean yeah. And you're still a young guy he's you got a lot of opportunity man that's that's awesome a winner and uh you you talk about Nikki Hayden was kind of your hero. Uh, we're actually we're, we're we're in Indiana, but we're actually kind of like just across the river from Owensboro, Kentucky, which is home to Nikki Hayden. In addition to the Wall Trips and the Greens and and stuff. So Nikki Hayden, yeah, no, that's
2: a legend. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. No, Nikki Hayden, he was like, I mean, he was like God in my eyes growing yeah, up. I mean, I had my best besties, my wallpaper. Um, I mean, I just looked up to him so much and. And uh, really, you know, really loved following him and his family. And, it, you know, it kind of reminds, you know, he kind of reminded me a lot of my family. I mean, we did, our, you know, our family did everything together. We went to the racetrack together. We went to my sister's dance recitals together. You know, we, at any sport, in any moment, we were, we were spending time together. And then, obviously, you know, when Nikki, you know, lost his life in, in 2017, it really kind of hit me hard. And uh, I, it was kind of cool. I did a tribute to him. On uh, my race shoes, uh, he, I had a pair of red, white Alpine Star, um, red, white, and blue race shoes, and and I was able to do a tribute to him at the Coke Six Hundred, and and uh, his his sister actually reached out to me and and thanked me for it. So it was just a uh, just a really cool moment that you know I'll never uh, never forget, especially him.
0: Yeah, definitely a legend in this area and just in the sport in general. Absolutely, That's, absolutely. What what happened to those shoes?
2: No, they're in. there my. Uh, my dad has a man cave at our house of every motorcycle, every go kart, every single thing that I ever sat on <laughs> or used. My dad never sold. So every race suit, pair of race shoes, uh, we have helmets. I mean, you name it, we got it. And uh, I, I made sure there's a special place in a, in a trophy case uh, with those shoes with the date on it and and pictures beside it and stuff. So that's awesome. definitely will yeah. never be worn again after that race. It, awesome. it
0: sounds like your dad might be a little proud of you.
2: Might yeah, be. Just, I think so. A little just bit. a bit. Yeah, yeah definitely a, a little bit. bit. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool, though, you know, walking in my dad's garage and and kind of just getting flashbacks to a lot of the special memories that, you know, I, I was able to make, you know, growing up racing. And, and the craziest thing is, you know, you look at a lot of race car drivers and I feel like, you know, my dad, I don't, I don't really know. There might be, but it's kind of hard to see drivers or motorcycle racers that actually can say they have the first four-wheeler motorcycle that I ever rode in my entire life. So it's where it all began, which is pretty sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's nice to be able to reminisce and kind of <laughs> go awesome. down memory lane there. So speaking of memory lane, I want to I rewind a little bit to Talladega this spring. You finished second there, so I want to I wanna give you a hat tip to that. That was awesome. That was a pretty exciting finish. I think the Talladega race was, in the Xfinity Series, was more exciting than the Cup race. Yeah. Um, anything, it looked like the cars were just everywhere from a fan's perspective. Anything you think you could have done differently to maybe get by Reddick there uh, towards the end? If you got a do-over? Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah,
2: you know, you, you after after race like that, you know you like I've watched that race since then probably ten times. You know it's just kind of cool to you know just think about that moment and and being in that moment. I mean every race car driver in their career wants that last lap, last move kind of moment. And um, you know it was awesome to finish second, but you feel like there's always a way that you can find a way to you know do something different to win, but. Honestly, running it back through my mind and running it back by watching it with my eyes it's like I really don't think I could have done anything different because what you know when the '98 put that block on me, if I wouldn't have rolled out of the throttle just a smidge, we both would have crashed mm-hmm. because he wasn't clear and I knew he wasn't clear. But when you're in those moments, you have to do you have to do what you got to do to win. Mm-hmm. So you know, no no hard feelings on his part. I mean, he. I mean, he put a great block on me because I had a huge run down the front stretch. And when I pulled down in turn one, I, I knew that I that I had to do what I had to do to try to win because it's either give myself a chance or just ride there and finish fifth, you know. And with me having opportunities, you know, that was the first race of the year that I had a, a good engine, uh, you know, a real ECR engine that had, you know, was was you know had all the horsepower that you know Reddick and the other guys had. So. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I just had to, you know, take it uh, upon my hands to make a move. But um, I think if I, if the 98 wouldn't have blocked me, I, I probably could have won the race. But the 98, like I said, just put a great block on me. And then when we got, when we got out of four, you know, it, I think if the, if the 20 and the 98 weren't trying to block each other and they were just worried about staying on my bumper and pushing me, I could i could have you know had another chance but they, they just got too far back and it was kind of just me and Tyler um you know coming to the finish line but yeah just, it was an awesome finish man great for our team good points day and um, you know could have should have would have but at the end of the day you know we uh, we had to hang our heads high and, and you know I, I knew that i, I left the, i didn't leave anything on the racetrack I, I let, I, I, you know I, I did everything I could do to, uh, to win.
0: Yeah, and you were the talk of the town that week for sure. I remember us talking about on the on the podcast here several times. Very proud of you. Very good moment. Is, is that the same car that yeah. you finished eighth at Daytona with?
2: Yeah, exact same car. Only uh, actually the exact same everything. You know, we didn't have any damage from Talladega. Uh, so pretty much we just put the same engine back in it and uh, unloaded it, shook it down for a couple laps in practice, didn't do any drafting. And as soon as we dropped the green for the race, we were um, we were ready to roll. So, um, yeah, I mean, kind of the same situation happened at Daytona. A lot of my friends, you know, a lot of my friends got knocked out in that big crash. You know, obviously, we got – actually, I got caught up in it. Um, we had a pit road incident that put us back there. We lost all our track position, uh, which was frustrating. But um, I got caught in that wreck, wreck, but I had no damage. I just got stuck in the mud, so I had to get pulled out of the <laughs> oh, mud. Yeah and I made a, just a run back through the field to get to the front. I think I got in the top five or six. Um, and then I made a move down the backstretch coming to the white, and then nobody went with me. I mean, it, it was just – it was smaller teams that were up there, you know, just just trying to finish, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Now, if, if, if the two or the nine or a couple other guys, you know, were able to be there, I think they would have went with me to make a move. Um, just You know, just one of those deals you just kind of – gotta take it how it is and and uh just move on
0: so getting getting prepped for one of these races like do you do do you do i-racing at all
2: no i don't i i would love to i think i-racing is an awesome awesome system to have it's just i mean to buy one of those simulators you know it's pretty uh pretty expensive um but yeah. you know i used to have it at my at my parents house but um i, I didn't i don't i don't have it anymore mm-hmm. uh but i used to do it all the time but the funny thing is my you know most drivers do simulations or i racing or or um you know the, the the top manufacturer simulators like toyota ford chevy the, what i do lo- what i do before i go to a race just to kind of see you know landmarks on the track and just kind of get to see it up close i just play nascar heat uh three on my uh on my ps4 that's, that's about all the resources i got
0: all right all right all yeah right. i mean we don't hear that often we always hear about i yeah so. yeah what is your favorite track Ray?
2: yeah um i mean my, my favorite track driving is, is marchville that's okay I mean, a, a, anytime i mean you know you kind of look at the stats i mean i took a uh, I took a starting park truck uh two years ago and i made the final round with it and uh it had used tires and everything. I, I just feel like I have a knack for that track. Being able to get in the corner, get back in the gas, it's mm-hmm. just it's just a lot of fun. Any short track or track that has worn out surface is, is one of my favorites. Now, you know, the, the, the Charlottes, the Vegas, is you know, I don't mind them, but it's not one of those tracks that I, I enjoy going to. It's just kind of – you just got to do what you got to do, you know, sure, to sure. get through the weekend. But. um There's there's really not a track on the circuit that I don't think I can run well at.
0: And you are from Virginia, right? So I guess Martinsville might be your home race, and does that kind of influence you at all as well?
2: Yeah, Martinsville and Richmond are my home race. Richmond's actually my home race. Okay. And, um, yeah, and I love going there. It's just one of my favorite tracks.
0: I love I love Martinsville. I think we've talked about it so many times that I think I get a lot of flack. Cause I keep talking about how awesome Martinsville is. That's a race I've never been to that I am dying to go to sometime.
2: Which track you said that was? Martinsville. Oh man, Martinsville is one of the best. I mean, as a fan, you know, seeing guys beating and bang, you know, for five hundred laps. I mean, <laughs> that's just like the funnest thing ever. Even as a driver, though, you know, it's stressful, but. It's just a lot of fun because, you know, in one caution can can change the outcome of the race. You know, you can be running fifth, you know, with fifteen or ten laps to go, and then you know, as soon as you get a caution, you're you're right back in it again because things happen happen in a hurry there.
0: Are the hot dogs as good as they say they are?
2: <laughs> oh, they're definitely the best. They're the best. Ooh. Yeah, see, i will give them that.
0: I'm a big guy, so I'm always interested in food, which actually makes me think. Didn't you like used to be sponsored by Krispy Kreme back in the day? Because that'd be like the sponsor yeah. you have.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had them for uh, for five years. Yeah, it was a uh, we had a good run with them, and then unfortunately, they got bought out by a uh, overseas company, and they didn't really understand the racing model, and it just kind
1: of
2: uh, kind of messed up the plans for the future. But you know, it's part it's part of life. Yes. It happens every day. You know,
1: that's too bad.
0: Yeah, and, and working with you know these smaller teams, you know we've had you know, like Joey Gase has been on, um, Vinnie Miller's been on, uh, one with Garrett Smithley. One thing that we've talked about with every one of these drivers is a struggle with sponsorships. So, I mean, what are you doing on a daily basis to try to help get that sponsorship?
2: Oh yeah, I mean you look at the, you look at the sport as a whole. I mean NASCAR, it's it's gone down a path where you know you know dollars and drivers. Comes as a package, you know. You don't really see a lot of guys get seats anymore for for talent. You know, I'm not throwing any shade Mm -hmm. at NASCAR or anything. It's just all. It's not just NASCAR. All sports have has changed, obviously. But but NASCAR, you know, it 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 comes with with you having you know a couple million dollar sponsor. Or you know, you see a lot of you see a lot of guys a lot of it's family money, and um, unfortunately. You know, I didn't grow up with millions of dollars and, and, and a, a wealthy family. You know, my dad and me have worked our tails off, and, and, and my, my sisters and my mom. You know, we've all been there, the, the heartache, and, um, and and the good side of it and the bad side. You know, they, we've all been through it together, you know, and uh, it, it really affects you because, you know, we had the Krispy Kreme sponsorship. You know, life was so good. It was easy, and then, and then um, you know, when, when they had to pull out, It was back to the grind again, back to, you know, step one and square one, you know, just trying to get people to – the the most important thing is just trying to get sponsors and people to understand the model, understand the business model. You know, NASCAR, it's not about – it's not just about cars on the racetrack going in circles and going 200 miles an hour. For sponsors, it's about getting ROI and and about, you know, getting a return on their investment that really makes sense for for everyone, and you know you see some sponsors, you know um, they're they're just race fans. The, the the right person that you know has the marketing dollars, just might be a race fan that wants to be in it. Uh, but you really you know you don't you don't really see that in, anymore. And uh, it's just it's tough on myself. It's tough on a lot a lot of different drivers, and unfortunately it's, it's tough on drivers to where some drivers. You know that are super talented will never ever get an opportunity Mm -hmm. uh but luckily enough i mean i I have to give credit to team owners like jay robinson the owner of premium motorsports he he basically paid me to drive to come drive his car you know obviously it wasn't a winning opportunity but i was still able to show my my drive and what i can do behind the underfunded team um and he and he paid me as well i mean i i would have i would have drove for nothing because I didn't have a sponsor, and I didn't really have anything good, good going for me. He just believed in my ability, and it, it kept me in the sport, and it kept me in the sport to get opportunities like I got this year. You know, so um, I, I credit a lot to those people, but the, the sport as a whole is always always changing, and um, you know it hasn't been easy. We luckily enough we've been able to get a lot of great partners this year: Panini, uh, Pure um you know a lot a lot of great people uh, that, that were able to step up but it's it just it's not easy like for me honestly when i on the weekends i'm a race car driver and when monday morning hits i'm a salesman i put on the button-down shirt mm-hmm. the uh the dress pants and i'm 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 in the in the office with of my father and and um and just trying to to try to drum up as much business as possible to to make it all worthwhile
0: yeah, and that's one thing we really appreciate about the smaller teams is that a lot of people go into this, you know, being NASCAR fans, thinking that drivers are basically handed a turnkey situation that's just golden. And talking to you guys, we figure out, man, you guys really work your ass off, not just on the weekends, but through the week to try to keep this thing going. Oh, man. I I couldn't
2: tell you about the, the ups and downs that I, I've been through and I mean, Obviously, there's been a lot of ups, you know, on the racing side. But, you know, after Talladega, we were supposed to announce a 14-race sponsor. And um, last minute, the um, the CEO and CMO were, were actually um, were let go from the company. Oh,
3: and that's no. pretty
2: much every single thing that we had working over a year uh, of trying to get it all done. So it's like we finished second at Talladega. We go from the highest high to a tuesday morning call saying hey sorry we can't do it and um you kind of go from the highest high to the lowest low in a matter of you know three days so uh to be able to pull through that and and be able to buckle down and, and really focus on what matters and and also focus on what's important in life you know it's like at the end of the day you hate that happens but i have a lot to be thankful for from my family to my friends to my my crew members, my owner, and, um, I think that just, that really just kind of put it all in perspective about, um, you know, this business and also being able to balance being a professional and also being, you know, just being a, a human being. So, um, like I said, it's just, it's not easy and you just gotta, you you mentally gotta be strong to just keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, I don't, if I was in that position, I, I don't know how I would handle it, man. That's, uh. You're talking about high, the high to the lowest of the low, as you mentioned. That was, I mean, that's almost like devastating me just hearing this because I had not heard that previously. So I didn't know that that situation even occurred, but that's huge, huge.
2: Yeah. No, we, uh, we made a video and I, I put it on my Twitter and, and just reaching out to fans and, and people that, you know, that follow me and support me if, if they knew of anybody that were interested in being on a race car and, and having me being a brand ambassador, because the craziest thing is, with us finishing second at, at uh, Talladega, the next race was Dover, and we qualified for the Dash for Cash. Oh, and yes. If you look at the Dash yes. for Cash, you've only, you know, ever since the Dash for Cash has even been in play, you've only seen two small teams make it. Ryan C., you know, two or three years ago, and then us this year. So, I mean, for us to go to Dover without a sponsor really kind of sucks the life out of you because – you know, if we would have won that hundred thousand dollars, that would have been a serious, serious big deal for our race team. Oh, and yeah. uh, we were just trying to reach out to anybody and everybody to uh, to step up for us. And luckily enough, Worldwide Safety Consulting, uh, a business out of Florida, great people stepped up. And um, unfortunately, obviously, we didn't win it. But I mean, when you're going against Christopher Bell, Tyler <laughs> Reddick, and Cole Custer, yeah, I mean, that's like that. That's that's bringing a butter knife to a gunfight.
0: Yeah, but, right. You
2: know what? we um we 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 laid it all out there man and, and uh just obviously we just came up short
0: and i i think i seen it was yesterday like at one time you were sponsored by two truck and or two men in a truck and i guess yesterday you seen some guys took some pictures with them
2: yeah 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 we uh we were super super excited uh you know their their business their corporate headquarters is out of michigan and uh it i the funny thing is last year i actually went and did a um, their safety their safety worldwide meetings i actually spoke there i did a motivational speaking engagement and uh, the the ceo and, and all the people were amazing amazing uh individuals and and we always really we always thought like if there ever comes an opportunity that we could possibly put something together you know we would like to make it happen and um Kind of came on last minute, but uh, we got them all full primary for Michigan. Helped us out obviously with the money, and uh, in, in us, I, I did a couple appearances for them at a couple of their locations, and got to film a pretty awesome video that they did. It was all it was super funny and and cool. You know, I actually drove one of their trucks with my fire suit, my helmet, <laughs> and uh, it, it was just an awesome B 2 B program that we were able to put together. and And I think they really enjoyed it. We had a lot of our guests come out and stuff, so. Yeah, the the place, the condominiums that I live in. I guess someone was moving out. I was like, you know what? I might as well take a picture and, and uh, just show them that I'm hanging out. You know, with uh, a couple of their coworkers. So workers So, uh, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So talk about being that brand ambassador. You know, if someone is listening to this podcast, signs up with Gray, that's the kind of service you get. You get top notch service with the winner.
2: No, no, I, I appreciate that a lot. I mean, I feel like you know, a, a lot of drivers do it well, and some you know, you can tell don't try as hard, but I I can promise you if anybody out there gives our race team or myself a dollar when it comes to putting it towards our racing, we want to make sure that that we give them the best return on their investment from the social media platforms to me doing appearances. I mean, what I tell all my sponsors, I'm like, use me and abuse me if you have to. (laughs) I mean, I'll do anything for you. I mean, if you want me to show up at your kid's birthday party and and hang out and sing karaoke and sign autographs. I mean, <laughs> sign me up because <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I want I want it really really bad and and so do the guys around me. So when we're able to do that, it uh, it, it really it really it, it just means a lot for for all, for everyone to know that we're we're all putting 110 percent in.
0: Yeah, I mean the, in, you're an inspiration, man. Listen to that. How much work you put in. And again, that's why we talk about the smaller teams is because people don't really understand what you guys go through until you talk about it. And it's a lot of work, but in the end, I mean, you probably provide more services to your sponsors than a lot of the bigger names do from your own desire to do so and not being have a PR person telling you you must do this. Right. No, definitely.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I feel like I do a uh, uh, you know, a, a good job of, of just, you know, I, I just love to be myself and, and be appreciative. Like, I, I, I guess I was brought up the right way from my family and, you know, my grandfather. And, and uh, you know, we just really try to respect people and, and really appreciate the ones that step up for us. Because, you know, in this sport, w- without the people that, you know, really go out on a limb for you and roll the dice for you, you're, you're not going to go anywhere from whether it's sponsors, team owners, crew members. I mean, I still have crew members that I worked with, you know, five, six years ago that are some of my great friends that i built relationships with. And, and I still, when I see them, I, I still thank them for everything that, I was, one, I was able to learn from them, and two, just, just having them, you know, work their tails off for me. And, and that's what we try to provide for our sponsors is, is, the, is the best services we can give, uh, whether it's from our marketing team uh, to the race team, wearing team shirts, being presentable, you know, being respectful, and and obviously me, you know, going out and doing appearances. I mean, you know, we, we kind of funny story, and and uh, we were racing, we we were racing Michigan, and we uh, we signed a depot sticker. Um, you know, obviously it was a little bit of cash. So we put the money towards a uh, towards a set of tires. It was just some random hole in the wall bar. Uh, um, it's, it's called Brick Wall. It's in Adrian, Michigan. Hmm. And I went there, and it was Prince night, and I was up there on the <laughs> dance floor, you know, eating and dancing and having a good time with the people, and and uh, we I feel like we made those people feel like they spent a million dollars, but you know, with it only being a couple thousand bucks, we still wanted to make sure that they that they um, you know enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, it's just that's just the kind of people we are, man.
1: We're we're not we're not too big for our breakfast.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, and you know we've uh, attended a couple of races, lugs, and I, I have, and uh, you obviously won't remember this, uh, but we were at the uh, with Charlotte the weekend, the 600, and we did say hi to you and stuff like that. But you, what I'm getting to is that you would take time out to acknowledge people, say hi to them, and that's not always the case. So we appreciate it very much.
2: No, I no, I appreciate that a lot, man. No, that's uh, that's really cool. I, I love hearing that because you know every single fan. I'm, I'm the worst when it comes to being late for events. Like, I mean, I I just can't say no to people. I mean, you know, I I guess it's a good thing, but like if, if I'm, if I'm five, 10 minutes late to maybe an autograph session or something, it's it's for good reason because, you know, I'm not the kind of person that, you know, I can be in a hurry or I got to be somewhere. I have to tell my PR guy that, that I, I like, sometimes I tell my, you know, my PR guy, like, Hey man, I hate to do this to you, but. I, I, you're gonna have to be the bad guy in some of these situations. If I can't be laid <laughs> through an obligation, you're just gonna have to basically cut me off and, and tell me to tell me, tell the fans that I got, I got to keep going because I'll sit there and sign for as long as I can sign because every fan to me uh, has a special place in my heart because whether diecast, you know, having my my trading cards, you know, I just that, I just thought that was, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I always dreamed of someone handing out a, a trading card of mine, or a die cast, or a hero card. Like, I always thought that was the coolest thing ever, and I, I always thought if I if I ever got to that level, I would, I would really make people feel appreciated, and thank them for supporting me over the years.
0: Yeah, and we as fans really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like say we we, did, we started this podcast because we are fans, and we just, you know, we go to races, we never really got that opportunity to interact i guess with drivers and here recently we have and we just see like the difference in between the and it's, it's not the same thing against them but the more likely the bigger teams they, they have more obligations um than the guys right. from the smaller team the guys from the smaller teams like a you know a you or a josh williams for example are just so interactive and those little kids who are just now introduced to the sport and you're taking time to give them attention, that's going to last with them for, for their whole life.
2: Exactly. No, I can relate to that a lot. I mean, I was that the way I look at it is, you know, I was that kid, you know, a while back ago, you know, it's like I looked up to certain guys and, and I just thought they were the greatest thing ever. And, and as a kid, you know, if you, if you meet one of your heroes and your heroes kind of turn out to be not the way you expected, that kind of affects you. <laughs> oh yeah. And, in, in the way you root for them going forward. So, I just try to make sure that I never give someone an opportunity to say, man, that great Golden, I, I don't like him. You know, I, I thought he was a cool guy. And when I met him, you know, you just hear so many stories of, of people rooting for somebody for years and years and years, and they meet him in person. They're like, man, I, I really don't like that guy. You know, and it, it's kind of sad hearing mm-hmm. that because, mm-hmm. you know, without the fans, you hear a lot of drivers say it, but it is the truth. You know, without the fans, we don't, we don't make a living. We don't get to do what we love to do because – I can promise you, my, my passion is racing and, and racing every weekend. If, if I had to go work a job right now, I could go do it, but I'd be miserable. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just, it's not it's not what I love to do. You know, I don't want to sit behind a desk.
0: Yeah, I want to shift yeah.
2: gears and push the gas. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So without the fans and without the people that show up every week and buy a ticket, we don't get to do that. So yeah. it's like, if a driver can take, whether it's me or any other driver, you know, if I can give them advice. You know, take the time out. And, you know, if if you got to be somewhere and you're two minutes late to sign that one last hero card, you know, be late because those people, those people really, really make a difference in, in our in our everyday life. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
1: So shifting gears on that, Gray, um, we'll kind of get to a couple of fun questions here. Uh, Just
0: kind of let our fans get a little bit more, like, know you a little bit better. Yeah,
1: get to know Gray a little bit better. Um, before we wrap up here so but still on the the fan interaction topic have you ever had any crazy fan interaction uh, any crazy stories or being recognized out of the fire suit you want to share
2: oh man yeah it's been uh i, I mean uh, a few off the top of my head i mean you know you show up to you show up to so many race facts but i probably have to say that the, the top of my list is like it, it's got to be Talladega. When you go to Talladega, <laughs> you party. got some of the craziest, <laughs> wild party fans. I mean, it's the yeah. funnest, coolest thing ever. I mean, from the parade to, you know, the wheelbarrow races at Talladega, Daytona. You know, I, I don't know if it's just the restrictor plate races that bring them out, but, um, you know, I've signed, I've signed some some pretty wild things. I mean, I've, I've signed, um, man, I've I signed dollar bills. I've signed watermelons, I mean, just the most <laughs> random stuff, like, you would, like, like why, like, you would think in my, in your head, like, how in the world, like, am I signing, like, signing people's heads, <laughs> that's probably one of the craziest things, like, I find some guy's head in Talladega, and, like, I saw him the day before, and the next day, it was still on his head, <laughs> so I guess he didn't take a shower, or, or what, but, um, he, he cherished or, or it. Got to, two hammers but i I just thought that was hilarious like i signed it on a friday and the next day i see him he's like hey man still got it on my head brother and i'm (laughs) like god gotta love it man gotta
0: love it yeah talladega is a party man talladega is great
2: oh yeah it's so it's so different than any other place you go it really is i mean that's what I, i honestly talladega bristol daytona um, you know they, they kind of they're kind of set on a on a different level I think than than a lot of other tracks. You know they they really go all out and it's it's pretty awesome to kind of experience as as a racer and you know like I'm just like you guys man I am I'm, I'm a fan of the sport like every day every single day before I go to bed I'm watching a race on my TV like I just I just love racing mm-hmm. and and seeing that fan interaction and and fan support it's just like. Dude, we're—I mean, our sport is just—it's set on a different pedestal, as far as you know, just being loyal to their to their drivers and their teams. And I just think it's—it's it's just pretty—it's it's pretty fascinating to kind of kind of see firsthand. Absolutely. Be in a, in a dry in
1: the driver's shoes, you know. Yeah, 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 You got me scratching my head on the watermelon though. Why would somebody? Because of decide? Ross Chastain well, nowadays. I get, I, I get that, but I mean it's kind of decompose. I, mean, I get the Ross
2: Chastain thing, but watermelons, you know. It, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you I, know, that's a good um,
1: point. Like
0: it'll rot <laughs> after done. Yeah, eventually it's gonna <laughs> deteriorate. So I don't know. That's I don't, I don't get that one, but. And just uh, you, you talk yeah. about Bristol being a, a, like a uh, fun place too. Uh, Lugs and I will be in Bristol this uh, and here next month, so we'll stop by and say hi to you.
2: Yeah, man, definitely do that. I'll have to uh, meet meet you guys again in person and uh, say hello. Yeah, it's man. Been, uh, it's, no, it's cool, man. I, re- I respect you guys and I appreciate you know what you guys do for the sport. We um, I, I like I like seeing a lot of guys that you know want to do stuff just just because they love it. You know, it's it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean it's all because we're a fan. We're Mm. we're a fan trying to bring more awareness for fans out there and provide some entertainment as a side. Definitely. No,
2: I I I respect you guys, man. I uh, I I just I love doing this kind of stuff too. It's like you know being able to you know know, every week you talk to broadcasters and you talk to professional TV (laughs) analysts and and you know kind of that. But when it comes to kind of just shooting the bull and talking racing with. With guys yeah. like yourselves and and just being race fans, that's like that's like so right up my alley, man. I, I I just I really really, I appreciate it and I I just love it. It's just a really cool thing to do.
0: Yeah, and we we appreciate those comments. Uh, we do have a few fun questions for you, if it's all right. Um,
2: yeah, man, shoot. No uh, <laughs> <shoot> away. <laughs>
1: want, what, what do you got queued up in the Netflix or Amazon? What what's what, what are you streaming currently? Any series or?
2: Um, you know, I, I, that's funny. I've been, I, I watch Netflix and Amazon Prime all the time. Um, I just, I just watched that, um, like, like I just finished it like two days ago. The, uh, the OJ Simpson versus the people. Okay. I guess they, they did a, like a biography. Um, I think it was like eight or 10 episodes. It was, it's kind of, when it comes to theories and, 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 you know, conspiracies, it's kind of crazy how it all went down, you know, because, you know, obviously I, was, I wasn't I was even born yet when, when all that was going down. So I didn't, Damn, you know, I always knew about, yeah, I mean, I like, I knew that, you know, like O.J. Simpson going down the highway in the, in the Bronco, I didn't know that 95 million people watched that yeah. live and they actually <laughs> cut out the NBA Finals to cut O.J. Simpson going down the road. Like just you know, just historic, you know, TV moment. I you know I didn't really know right, a, right. a lot of the magnitude of what that was, and I just thought it was just crazy how it all played out.
1: <laughs> I remember the verdict, yeah. So being and, read and, while we were in junior it, high. Yeah,
0: yeah, so it's funny because you make <laughs> us feel really old. So Lugs and I actually went to school together and grew up together. And in sixth grade, our teacher stopped the class to turn on the TV so we can watch the verdict in that case. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know, and it's that, insane. Like, I—I I mean, i, I mean, after I watch stuff, I do a lot of research, like on Google and stuff. And when I saw that stat that they—they they cut out prime time and NBA finals game to put that on, I was—I was, I was just—I mean, I was blown away. So, yeah, you know, I watched—I watched a lot of that. I—I I got into the um, uh, what's that series that everybody was watching? I watched a little bit of Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> stranger things or what's game that? of thrones no
2: not not game Thrones. you know what's crazy I, I haven't watched one episode of game of thrones i i, I, kinda I haven't got either. so sick of seeing people tweet about <laughs> it and talk about it i was like you know what i just need to watch it so i can be a part of the the party that's because how i feel i had no clue what anybody was talking about so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely i got that on the list to uh to watch in my downtime so we'll have to see uh see where that goes but definitely sounded interesting because i i have close friends that like a couple months ago we were playing golf and uh we kind of funny we were we teed off at like five o'clock in, in about like 12 12 holes and he's like dude i'm not gonna lie bro i i, I gotta cut out of here and i'm like what are you talking about we still got you know seven holes to go he's like dude game of thrones is coming on in like 45 minutes I go <laughs> and he yeah he loaded up his bags and i'm like alright dude. Like, whatever. Sounds good. He left to go watch Game of Thrones. So I'm like, if one of my close buddies is that into it that I've known since I was a kid, is that far into it? Then I, I, I must be missing something. Yeah. I mean, me and him are competitive as can be. And when I know he cuts out a game of golf to take a loss, then then he he must be it must be pretty good. So
0: must be serious. That's yeah. Oh, he's funny.
2: definitely serious about it. Yeah, like major, major, major. Like <laughs> him and his him and his girlfriend like would have parties every, I guess Sunday night or whatever. Oh,
1: you viewing parties, get like yeah. people over,
2: and he kept inviting me over. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm just not into it. I'm so I'm so far <laughs> gone. I, I wouldn't know what the heck I'm watching.
1: How about uh, music, Gray? What you got uh, music wise? Uh, any any favorite bands or artists right now?
2: Oh, um, I you know I like all kinds of music, but I'm I'm more of a classic rock.
0: Yeah, all right, right all right that's my style when
2: it really. comes to like 80s 90s you know i think that was like the, some of the best music you know of all time and and i don't think my kids or grandkids will ever experience like the the rock and roll and and, and you know it's funny too is i watch a lot of documentaries on old bands like you know on netflix the movie the dirt about montley yeah oh, oh yeah that was awesome you know um I love them. I love Aerosmith, Def Leppard, ACDC, Led Zeppelin. Like, I listen Great. to all those guys. Yeah. Kinda, and, I, and I I listen to, all, like, my kind of go-to songs before I qualify. It's kind of my thing. I always listen to Hell's Bell.
3: Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah. up in
2: the hall or by yeah. myself to kind of get, you know, kind of get pumped up and get ready to roll. So, yeah, I'm just a, I love all types. Of, I love country. You know, I, I like, you know, Today's country and pop, you know, the weekend, you know, I mean, I, I like Ariana Grande, I like, oh. I like male, female, um, and and um, you know, Old Town Road, the remix <laughs> of Billy Ray. I I, you know, I freaking love that song. So I listen to it all. But if I could just if I could just sit down like and just chill and you know, have a beer and just kinda relax, I'm definitely cutting on some eighties, you know, some eighties and nineties.
0: It's I'm a huge ACDC fan. I love ACDC. dc uh, It just blows my mind. You just called '90s rock classic rock. That, that just blows my mind.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's
0: again, you know, Nirvana. Yeah, I'm thinking like Pearl Jam yeah. stuff like that. I don't know in my mind because again, we're obviously we're much older than you are. Um, it's just hard to see yeah. '90s uh, rock uh, as being well, a classic. Honestly, I th- if I had a yeah,
2: no, I, if I had a preference. I would I would definitely go with 80s like oh, okay. I mean okay po- like poison <laughs> yeah
0: yeah hairbands, you know, stuff like yeah, yeah. that
2: like yeah I mean those are those are songs I mean today you hear them every day on the radio you know so, you know what I mean so it's like songs that I you know that my dad listened to you know in his in his you know 68 Camaro <laughs> going to school <laughs> I listen to today and I yeah, think that's super fascinating here. and shows the magnitude Of those bands are still playing shows you know and and my dad my dad actually went saw a journey not that long ago and he and he said dude it was like one of the best shows i've ever seen and i remember going to watch those guys when i was like 19 and they still sound just as good as they were when i was 19 as now and they're like 73
0: yeah that's like the equivalent of morgan shepherd still driving
2: (laughs) right oh yeah and and actually, a cool a cool thing I said this past weekend on the radio. I don't know if people are scanning, but I was going to lap Morgan Shepard, and I went on the radio. I'm like, I'm like, if I, I hope when I'm like 70 years old, I'm willing to like. I mean, he was driving in the corner like like a lot of the guys that are up front, or are doing. I'm like, <laughs> holy cow, like, he's <laughs> like 77 years old. I love Morgan yeah, Shepard. It's actually pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, it brings back a lot of memories for me and Lugs because he was know, driving the Wood Brother car and stuff like that when we were kids. And uh so we we ran into him at uh, Charlotte during the six hundred, got a picture with him, a great guy, fantastic guy. I I would love to still be doing like what I love to do whenever I'm seventy eight or whatever it is as yeah. well. It's just it's it's crazy. Oh I, definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean if you if you think about it, the guy is, I mean he's a he's a pioneer of the sport. You know, he just if you think about think about how many different type of vehicle he's driven in that car. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, From the true. old 86 Chevy Impala to the to the Gen 5 Cup car from Winston Cup to the Sprint Cup Series when he ran his last Cup race in, what, 2014 at Loudoun or whatever. You know, if you think about that, it's like this guy has seen a lot, a lot of stuff over the years. So I, I, I respect the guy. And, and honestly you know you look at a guy like him he shows up every week in a gooseneck trailer with you know i'm sure he's got one or two cars in his race shop a couple of volunteer guys and he shows up every week to make a living like this is what he does to make a living you know because those guys back then they didn't make the money these guys now i mean you see cup drivers now they're making 10 plus million dollars a year right you know morgan shepherd might have made $5 million across his entire career. Yeah, right. 30, 40-year right. career. And it, and it just shows how much times have changed, but the guy still shows up every week to drive.
0: Yeah. To make I, a
1: living. So. Absolutely. Gotta have respect for guys like that. You
0: know? heck, heck, yeah. Definitely heck has yeah. that
1: passion, that's for sure.
0: Uh, a couple more fun questions for you. What's your biggest fear?
2: Biggest fear, I'd have to go with I'd had a hundred percent have to deal with snakes.
3: Snakes, oh, okay. all right. Okay.
2: That's my yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't do a snake, man. You uh, you get me within twenty yards of a snake. I mean, I, I'm I'm going the other way. I mean, I just man, the thought of a snake being near me, I just, I just, I can't do it. I mean, you know, from from a snake or to, I mean, honestly, you know, um, I mean, I mean, I, you know, there, there's a lot of random fears. That you kind of have, and and sometimes the fear is like just driving down the road. Like I'm a race car driver, I'm a professional at what I do. But you know, this same time people are texting. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. Possibly you... under the influence, driving. You know, you just never know. Because I know so many people of You know, have been caught up in situations like that. So, you know, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard to stand under the speed limit. But you know, it's just you, you know every week you're racing around professionals, and you get on the road. And the odds of you getting in a car accident are a lot greater than wrecking at 200 miles an hour. So it's not really a fear, but it's kind of just something that every day when you're just driving down the road, you never know.
0: Yeah, I'm a motorcycle rider. I know exactly what you're saying. it is, you're always on the lookout because you don't know how stupid someone's going to be.
2: Oh, yeah, especially on a motorcycle. I got, I mean, trust me, I I, I would do anything right now to, to sit on a motorcycle and just ride the hell out of it. But... I mean, the, the people nowadays that are you're on the road with... Oh, yeah. It's de- I mean, it's, it's definitely dangerous. So,
1: yeah. we, we have. You a,
2: know, definitely got to be on your A-game every time you sit on that
1: thing. Matter of fact, we got a buddy. Yesterday, he was driving to work. He's a police officer. He was off-duty driving to work and just got smoked by a lady going the wrong way wrong on a way, one-way street. Yeah, wrong way on one-way. Just, way, like, just... totaled his, his explorer out. Yeah. Just crazy.
0: Yeah. Why? Yeah, you never hey, know these idiots. Yeah. That's
2: No, you really you
0: know, you don't because we just look at all the devices we have today, man. I mean texting and Snapchat and Instagram and live, all that crazy stuff. Trying to
2: find your favorite NASCAR podcast on Spotify and Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, no kidding. Uh what is what is something that you are good at and what is something that you're not good at?
2: Oh man. Uh something i'm good at i mean honestly you know not in a cocky way you know i'm, I'm not a cocky guy but i feel like i can i can even if it's something i don't do often i'm just so competitive i i hate to lose you know i feel like the funny thing is i um i recently about a, it's been about a year you know i i've been really into bowling like i went i went out bought my own bowling ball bag shoes like everything i do is if I'm going to do it competitively, I'm going full board. Like my golf club, you know, I bought the, the latest and greatest golf clubs. I show up, I look like I'm Rory McIlroy from the shirt to the
1: shoes.
2: I mean, I might not play like him, but I show, I show up to look good and to win.
1: But <laughs> you're committed, um, you know, man. <laughs>
2: well, I would definitely say, I would definitely say basketball, you know, bowling, golf, you know, baseball, things like that. I, I feel like I'm really, really good at. And then, you know, obviously driving, I feel like that's obviously my top of the list thing. Sure. Um, But, you know, I mean, something, I mean, to think of something off the top of my head is that I'm not good at. I mean, I guess, I guess the the best way or the the one thing that kind of irks me that I really want to learn. And, you know, I probably should have paid attention more to my dad and my grandfather when I was younger. I don't really know about a lot of stuff like on a house. Like, I live on my own. Yeah, I live on a – I live in a – me and my girlfriend, we live in a condo. So there's not really – you know, there's not yard work and there's not things like that. You know, I, I got the yard work handled. But if I bought a house today, you know, we bought a condo, I think, for a lot of that reason. You know, our schedule, we're, we're, we're gone all the time mm-hmm. racing and traveling. But, like, if, if my air condition broke down or my, my water heater or – I would be in left field. I mean, I mean, I really would. Like, I have no freaking idea how to, you know, piece something like that together. So I usually go on, like, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, call my grandfather up because my grandfather's a really good handyman. And, and I, I, I mean, I guess it's the generation. Like, my dad, back in the day, you know, if something was broke, if he didn't fix it, it didn't get fixed. So he had to learn. You know, nowadays kids got you know you got YouTube, you got you got all these different factors that help you. You don't really have to really be hands on, and and I, I feel like that's just something I, I really want to try to try to get good at before my later years down the road. You know,
1: sounds like next uh, sponsorship opportunity, man. Maybe like Angie's List. You know, I don't know how to fix it, but call call Pro on Angie's List or something like that. There you go. <laughs>
2: Oh, definitely. I'm the pri- <laughs> yeah. I'm the perfect ambassador for something like that. Because I, I yeah, if I can if I can call and, and someone just come do it for me. There
1: you go. No no shame yeah, in that. No shame my, in that's that. My,
2: that's my kind of route. Because <laughs> in a lot of time, a lot of times it's not that I don't want to do it. I refuse. I don't know if a lot of times I just have the patience for it. You know oh, what I mean? it's like, tough. It's tough. I'm real, real high strung, and i I just want to get stuff done, and 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 go on to the next thing. Yeah, I just, a lot of things like little fiddling kind of stuff. I just, I'm just not really the person that I, I don't really have the patience for it. I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Painting the worst thing in the world to do, worst thing to do. Uh, but it's funny because I'm actually in the process of reciting my house. So I spend a little couple hours after oh, work wow. every day pulling siding off, so I can finally get to the point of putting new siding back on. It's, I don't have patience either. Oh, it, wow. it is, it is hard. <laughs> It oh, is
2: I'm funny. sure. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Man, I couldn't imagine. No, that yeah,
0: I'd be in left field,
2: dude. I'm with <laughs> well, you. I'd, be it, in left, I'd
0: be in left field. It's YouTube. You're talking about YouTube. That's what I do. I watch YouTube. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this. And then I get it over my head, and I start cussing a lot, throwing <laughs> tools and everything else. But I, in the end, I calm down and make it work. But I, It drives me insane, <laughs> especially when it's 105 heat index outside. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, so the last thing for you, Gray, is what what is one thing you want to leave this podcast with with the fans knowing about you? Put you on the
1: spotlight. Um, yeah. yeah Yeah,
2: that's a that's a good question. I mean you know, I mean I think the best best way to put it, you know, fans when it comes when it comes to me, um, you know, I just man, I, I just I just want to know how passionate I am you know, if I'm talking to a fan, you know, from the blue collar people to the, to the, you know, corporate people I meet on a daily basis, you know, daily, you know, places. I just want them to know that I'm I'm am a, I'm a race fan and I am, I'm so lucky to do what I do. You know, I, I am, I'm fortunate. I'm thankful. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I, you know, you might hear a lot of people say it, but saying it and meaning it is two different things.
3: Absolutely. You know,
2: so I just, I just think from from a fan standpoint, is 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 I feel like I'm the kind of guy that that they want to root for because I just love this sport, and there's nothing I'd rather be doing than being out in that race car every week. I mean, I, I mean that's that's my, I mean that's 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 just my that's, that's my passion, that's my go to, that's what I know. You know, I mean, when it comes to passion, some people it might be baseball, it might be football. You know, I love talking to other athletes and, and other people, whether it might it might be a, a nine to five job that people just love, you know, or they love showing up to work every day. As long as you're passionate and, and you appreciate the people that you work alongside and you're a good you're a good teammate and you're a good team player, I think that's just a really, really important in, in, in life. So I think I, I feel like I can be a guy that people root for and and have a different meaning about rooting for somebody, not just because they like me or they like my car, they like my team, or they like my driving style. I like that they root for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, that's that's pretty much it, man. I'm 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 who I am.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And any fans are listening, if you need someone to root for, there you go. Well, how can you not root for a guy like that? Uh, hands down. Yeah, yeah. absolutely F- fantastic. And from a fans' perspective, everything we ask for as fans. This interview showed why this guy is a winner and why he is so popular with people. So, if you're a fan, listen to this podcast. Make sure to follow Gray on Twitter, Facebook, any other social media you're on.
2: Yep, yeah, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all that kind of stuff. I love doing it. You know, being able just to have that, you know that that interaction and uh, relationships. Being able to, even if I can't talk to him. If I can, you know, reach out and maybe tweet a fan back or Instagram, please follow me. And um, yeah, man, just enjoy the ride. I mean, it's it, it's just uh, it's cool to be able to, like I said, do what I do, but also, you know, reach out to fans through social because without, I mean, this day and time, social is everything. So, all you fans yeah. listening and you guys, um, I, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for all the followers out there that not only follow me but follow you guys. You guys are awesome, awesome, and i really, really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And actually, uh, for a quick note to our fans, is that how this conversation even came about is that Gray was doing a Twitter Ask Gray, so I messaged out, hey, can we have you on the show sometime? <laughs> so I asked Gray, and Gray responded. So I really appreciate That's that cool. and appreciate the interaction.
2: Yeah, man, no problem. Thank you guys so much, like I said, for your time. And, and um, you know, you know I, honestly, what, what would be cool is, If I can ever be, you know, like a like an analyst uh, for you guys, and you guys wanted to, you know, maybe talk racing or the previous races from Xfinity Truck Cup, I love, you know, like I said, I'm a race fan at heart, and I and I love, I love following this sport. So I'd love to be on maybe sometime in the future, and uh, and uh, just just for you all guys show because I can tell you guys are very passionate and uh, just. It's really cool to be able to listen
0: to and hear. Yeah, I appreciate that. and Absolutely. We would love to have you on again in the future, and we would definitely swing by and say hi to you at Bristol. And maybe, hell, maybe we'll sit down and do a little interview there. Absolutely. Yep,
2: let's do it. Let's uh, let's count on that and um, come by the hauler and hang out and say hello. And just, you know, love to kind of hang out
0: with you guys for a little while. Sounds great. Awesome, Greg. Go get them in New Hampshire this weekend. Yeah, absolutely, man. You have a great night.
2: All right, guys. Thanks, thanks again for your time and having me on. And uh, yeah, man, we're uh, we're gonna do everything we can to try to go get a top ten or one of – top ten, top fifteen, top ten would be really nice. So
0: we'll absolutely. see what happens. So thanks again, boys. Appreciate a- absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Lugs, that was a great interview with Gray. I really appreciate him taking the time to talk to us. Uh, you know, yeah, that I, I was know. Awesome. Obviously, you know, we root for him. And we you know, seeing his is all, you know, just seeing the small guy. Get close to winning, you know, it really excites us. But I really didn't know a lot about Gray himself. And again, I this is why I love this podcast, Lux. Yeah, this is why I know I'm hitting the table, and I don't know if fans can hear that or not. <laughs> but it's because we get to meet guys like this and and ambassadors for the sport like this. That are just it's insane in a good way. Yeah, and it, more and
1: it, people need to know. About yeah, these yeah, people, yeah, absolutely. About these drivers about these teams. It's just, it's just insane it, it how is. we went so long in our
0: yeah yeah life. we are guilty we are just <laughs> yeah, as guilty yeah. as as the people we we're calling out we we are I know we're to call the kettle black but at least we acknowledge it yeah yeah we were ignorant to and didn't get the credit where where it deserved to be Absolutely. these guys worked their ass off he heard him he races on the weekend and through the week he's putting a dress clothes on hitting the streets or making phone marketing calls. marketing and
1: sales and you name it he's doing what he's got to do so yeah. hopefully uh they see some some sponsorship uh roll in there soon and and see some more success
0: yeah a- absolutely and an under an sponsored team but 13th in the point standings pretty decent uh yeah absolutely P- pretty decent absolutely all right um, so we were before gray called we were discussing uh news. some news yeah. some uh some uh conflict some um weird stuff happening in the f1 world and i i will allow you to talk about f1 this
1: week (laughs) because it's related uh to haas who you know is in xfinity and
0: cup so uh yeah so i don't know have, have you heard anything about this i you know actually i haven't really heard anything about it i heard something about a name change for a company and that's about all i heard and then when you said something to me, hey, we're going to talk about this, I looked it up because I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, oh, wow, so okay, it's pretty so.
1: crazy. It's kind of like the DC solar of NASCAR, but of F1. So kind of the same situation. This company, no one really heard of, came out of nowhere. And it was just called what? Rich Energy? Rich Energy. Rich Energy Drink, yeah. yeah. So they came out guns blazing basically called out red bull said that they were going to be their competitor and they wanted to take over their market share and they signed with haas f1 so there are two cars two two f1 teams uh, the primary sponsors for them um, a lot of people were scratching their heads like first off who is this company never, what is this yeah, company? what's rich energy i've never seen the drink and people were even oh. saying that, like, where do I get it? I can't even find it. Yeah. And the only way you could really purchase it was on their website. And it was like, I don't know, it was like 18 bucks or something. Last time I saw for like a six pack, like it was astronomically expensive. Okay. And I should note, it's a British company or supposedly British company. But a lot of people started doing digging and found out like they had no idea who this company is. Like, where did they get the money, the backing to go and sponsor a top-tier level F1 series? Uh, there was a lot of odd findings when people started doing some digging and research. Basically, it uh, turned up at one point, they had like $548 in a, in a checking account in Croatia.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and then like another similar amount in, in a British bank. And so everybody's like, where the hell, how do you get millions and millions and millions of dollars to just go sign an F1 team. When yeah. nobody's heard of your product. Yeah. Nobody's tried it. Nobody seems to be able to buy it. It's just really weird. Well, I mean, somehow, it's on the cars. And they're going to the tracks each week. And it's been on the cars, the libraries, this, all this season. Yeah. Well, things kind of came to a head uh, after Austria. Austr- Austrian race a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. Um, and they've been go 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 follow them on Twitter. It, it's funny to read some of their tweets because uh, well, previous CEO, I'll get to this later. I think his name's William Story is his name. He pretty much calls it how he sees it. And so he he basically after that Austrian finish, uh, said he was terminating the contract, terminating the contract with Haas, saying due to disappointing results,
0: so for one bad race, he's like ah, screw it, I'm canceling our contract.
1: Essentially, yeah, which I, you know, I think they had some or other was subpar that? finishes. Okay, I was like, is two. that
0: just his escape go or you think he really thought that?
1: So then Haas replied and they were like, What are you talking about? You can't just terminate you just can't terminate an agreement.
0: And was this all taking place on Twitter? Nothing
1: <laughs> it, well, no, they okay. responded through legal uh, which is the right
0: way to exactly, do it. Exactly, yeah. professional way to do yeah. it.
1: And basically saying uh, yeah, you're not authorized to do that. You can't just leave a contract. You get a contract signed. There's absolutely nothing in the contract about performance um <laughs> related mentalities or results. So I don't know, it's just really weird. So then there's this whole thing with uh how is then this uh the the logo. Well, I'm trying to say the logo for Rich Energy
0: yeah, I, was being I, I used did see something about that. Like white bikes, white or something.
1: bikes. Uh, yeah. They're using a logo that. Did Did you look at the logos? It kind of looks like a deer antler. Yeah, something. but I mean,
0: did you compare the two logos? No, I, I did. I looked it up on my phone, like just uh, right before we did the podcast, and they're like ninety nine point nine percent identical.
1: Yeah, so the British court ruled in favor of White Bikes and ruled they that this rich energy had to pay forty five thousand dollars to White Bikes, which Apparently they st- still haven't paid, and of this was not. this There's was no months ago. Yeah. So that apparently they still haven't paid that. Um, so essentially, so after they after all these tweets about performance and they're ending the contract and everything, uh, everybody's in panic mode at this point. Like, what the hell's going on? Who is this company? Turns out the company doesn't even have access to the company's tweets, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO was the one that was tweeting this, Everything, and yeah. he apparently had gone rogue. Uh, <laughs> he had just previously been ousted by uh, the board members, basically voted him out, but he had still access <laughs> to, the tw- to, Twitter. to Twitter. So oh it's this giant shit show, man, and it's all unfolding pretty much on a day-by-day basis. So keep an eye on that. It's almost... Wow. It's more entertaining than... Well, I shouldn't say that the DC... Solar thing was entertaining because it wasn't, but it's just like there's something new every single every single week. And then today they came out and said that they're rebranding Rich Energy. Now it's oh lightning lightning Volt, Volt. Limited. Yeah, I did
0: see that. I did see that. So
1: I, I just don't. I don't understand, and uh, I'm afraid Haas is gonna come out as the loser here. But I mean. It seems like it's a recurring theme, man. We keep seeing these companies. These little
0: pop-up companies that kind of come into this I And mean, we board. don't know what
1: happened with IK9, but with DC Solar, it sounds like the same situation. They were able to... I don't know if they falsified There's this, statements or so what. Talking about but, IK9,
0: the uh, extreme concepts. Another company they run is actually a primary sponsor this weekend, New Hampshire, for Brandon Jones' car. It's a pre-obligation they already had. This did, whatever... It was – the the situation occurred with whatever car, like where they were going to run their own cars with hmm. Jeffrey Hart. So this is a Joe Gibbs obligation that they're sticking with. But they were going to bring their own car to the track, which is probably just a Joe Gibbs satellite, at a couple of races that Jeffrey was going to do. And that's what fell apart that we really don't have all the details on.
1: Yeah, so – I don't know. Crazy. Fo- yeah, follow where, where along do these companies this. come from? This is going to be a story where? that I'm going to update each week because I find it very entertaining. Uh, and like I said, it came, seems like there's a little, a new piece of information each week. So, follow along with me, if you will. We're going to yeah. take a journey.
0: And, all right, let's 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 get done with the news. Let's talk about some points. Oh, Standings, you want to do points, huh? Points and, and, and picks. picks, yeah. Because I honestly haven't even got a chance to even think about picks this oh, week. Oh, you lie. I, I honestly haven't. Today was a shit show at work, so... Yeah, was my boss listening. Yeah, you heard that.
1: All right, so we'll run through uh, picks and points earned as usual. So, Mr. Gasman here, uh, you selected Trix and Kyle Bush as your s- selections for Kentucky. You brought home seventy-four points. Ooh, buddy, that's pretty good. Um, I had. I'm Bowman. not writing
0: it down. I'm not writing it down this week.
1: <laughs> I had Bowman and Chase. Uh, uh, failed me. There, 42 (laughs) points again. My slide continues. 42 points earned. Uh, Jeff Stainhook had Truex and Kyle, same as you, 74 points. Joseph Adams had Kurt Busch and Kozlowski, so picked our winner. He earned 71 points there. Hold on.
0: I got 74 points? He got 71. Is that correct? Yes. Take that.
1: (laughs) Uh, John Elliott had Kozlowski and Suarez, 46 points. Daniel Cameron Our big winner, he had Kurt Busch, the winner, as well as Clint Boyer. He earned 91 points this week. So, big winner, hat tip there, Daniel. Uh, Eddie Greer had Keselowski and Blaney, and he earned 44 points. And Jessica Mueller had Kevin Harvick. Kyle Busch, as usual, earning 73 points. So, you gained one point. Ooh,
0: yeah, we're catching her. (laughs) One point. Well, Joseph Adams, I'm catching her. I actually gained ground and did not lose ground this weekend.
1: (laughs) So a rundown here. Uh, Jessica Miller does retain the lead, 1,311 points. Gasman, second place, 1,305. Joseph Adams in third with 1,293. Jeff Stainhook, 1,198 in fourth. Daniel Cameron in fifth, 1200. 120- oh, I'm sorry. I didn't switch those two around. Daniel moves up to fourth place with 1,201. And then Jeff Stainhook slides uh, down. Uh, to 5th, sorry, with 11.98 Then we go to myself, Lugs, In 6th, 11.42 John Elliott in 7th with 11.40 Only 2 points back for me And Eddie Greer in 8th 991 points So there you have it Who's your picks for New
0: Hampshire? I don't even know Don't know, Uh, so uh, um, uh, uh, I'll 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 I'm going to go
1: first, because last week you went and then you called BS whenever I said who I had, so you didn't believe me. So I'm going (laughs) to go, I got to stop the bleeding, man. I got to put a tourniquet on this points bleeding that I got. So um, I'm going to go Harvick. I think the new winners trend this season is going to continue with four. So I'm going to go Kevin Harvick. And in case that doesn't happen, I'm going to go Kyle Busch. I think he's going to want redemption for finishing second to his brother at Kentucky.
0: All right. So you're going the Jessica Miller route. So I will go with, uh, let's do Truex and Logano. Hmm. Okay. It's one of Truex's home tracks.
1: He's never won there, though. <laughs> so that changes this year. Very well could. Very well could. Uh, all right, folks. So send us your picks as usual. Get those into us before the race uh, starts on Sunday. Um, anything else you got there, Guess me?
0: Nope, I don't have anything else. Uh, fans, as always, thank you for listening. Tell your friend. Make sure to follow Gray. Reach out to Gray. Say hi to Gray. Say hey, Gray. I heard heard you on Wrecking and Racing. You seem like a pretty badass guy.
1: Yeah. Do do uh, do do send him a tweet. Send him you know tag him on Instagram or like his photo something and tag wrecking and racing in it maybe we'll send you something
0: yeah sure we can do that sounds great so folks you have a great week we'll talk to you next week and the check and flag waves on this episode tune in next week to keep updated on all things nascar please like us on itunes and follow us on podbean we'd like to hear from you so reach out to us too at wrecking racing at gmail.com thanks again and see you soon